Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we'll be reviewing the 2003 classic, Freaky Friday. We have to go back! Wow, Grayson. I had to say that was pretty... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Bizarre. Weird? strange yeah that 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 sounds good that sounds about right either way i feel like i can now see through your eyes me too i wish i could be you for a day i wish i could be you for a day super fans of freaky friday will know that reference uh we'll get into that later welcome to the podcast we're reviewing freaky friday the 2003 remake version starring Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis on this Friday the 13th. It is, yeah, it's Friday the 13th, so we thought, what movie should we review? Well, we had some options. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, there's Friday the 13th, we're like, that's just too on the nose, you Mm -hmm. know? You'll be expecting it. Yeah. They're like, well, it's almost Halloween, so maybe we could do the movie Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis, and we're like, nah, Combine the two. Split the difference. You get a weird Friday movie with a Jamie Lee Curtis movie, and that gives you Freaky Friday. You're welcome. Smack dab in the middle of that Halloween Friday the 13th Finn diagram. <laughs> it's Freaky Friday. Yes. So the 2003 Freaky Friday is a remake of the film of the same name uh, in 1976, which originally starred Jodie Foster, who played the daughter role. And it's actually also available on Hulu um, if you want to watch it. I actually watched the first uh, half of it. Um, and it's, it is, it's good. It's like, it still kind of holds up. It's really interesting. Uh, and that's the, the little jingle I was singing. They, the whole opening credits is a song. I like to be you for a day. I like to be you for a day. And the big tell that they switched bodies was that the kid... They loved chewing bubblegum and making bubblegum bubbles, and the mother smoked. <laughs> so that was, oh, wow. that was the big switch. Because uh, it, it was 1976. But even before that, it's based on the book Freaky Friday uh, by Mary Rogers. And Disney has been the only uh, company that has made all three versions of Freaky Friday. Not only the 1976 version, but a lesser-known 1995 TV version. So, when this movie was originally released, um, it was released kind of during um, another version of Disney's Renaissance. Disney was bringing back a lot of their uh, original live-action movie titles. Um, They brought back The Parent Trap. Um, I also remember them bringing back uh, That Darn Cat, Um, They did Flubber, um, Nelly Professor, which I don't think was a Disney property, but it it was a time where a lot of older properties were being revitalized. And so Freaky Friday just kind of fit into the equation, and it did pretty well in the box office. Um, It had a budget of about um, estimated $25 million. Total gross was $110 million dollars. Uh, So it did really well, and uh, it was also kind of the next stage of Lohan mania, because uh, Mm -hmm. Lindsay Lohan, uh, her prior did Parent Trap, 
another Disney revitalized movie. Uh, and fun fact, Jamie Lee Curtis, when she was told that Lindsay Lohan was in the movie, she asked, oh, which 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 twin did she play? Because <laughs> she didn't uh, know both. that it was uh, both. The answer is all of the above. We have the technology. <laughs> So originally the movie was just going to be like an updated version of the 1976 version, um, which had, after watching it, I noticed the biggest difference was just like uh, the roles of each of the girls. Because um, the big thing about um, Anne, Annabelle's character, Annabelle in the uh, 1976 Annie in the 2003 version, uh, Annabelle was kind of like a tomboy, very messy, very rugged uh, played sports, like did all this at the other, and her mother was very proper, very clean, and very organized. And she was a stay-at-home mother, so she handled a lot of these things uh, that had to deal with the household. Um, so most of the movie are just like household antics uh, happening, just like she doesn't know how to do laundry, or she doesn't know how to handle all the different people who are coming to the house. Like, oh, the drapes need to be put up. Oh, we have, like, a housekeeper. And, like, she doesn't know how to handle, like, all these different kinds of relationships. And then in school, um, <laughs> the biggest thing is that she doesn't know how to use newfangled technology like an electric typewriter. Oops. Uh, <laughs> and uh, band. And I think in the third act, it all culminates in uh, water skiing. Um display for the father who was played I, I completely forgot his name but i know that he was the um original uh gomez in adam's family oh in the live action tv show talking. yeah yeah you're talking about john astin i believe so yeah 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 john astin's yeah it was it was really interesting to watch the original version and so seeing that version really helped me to appreciate the new version and just all the different subtle nods that they had uh, to that one. So, originally in the remake, in the 2003 remake, uh, Anna was originally written as goth, um, but Lindsay Lohan believed that she wouldn't, that wouldn't work in the script because, and I quote, no one could relate to the character when she was really goth. Uh, there was nothing there. And so instead of making her somewhat alienated from her mother uh they kind of gave her more of a uh just angsty teen who's in the band uh kind of thing and so uh that was a, and so they made the character less gothy and more punk rocky uh avril lavigne <laughs> and avril lavigne <laughs> avril lavigne and jamie lee curtis surprisingly was cast four weeks before shooting <laughs> Began. Uh, originally, they wanted to see if they could get Jodie Foster to be the oh, yeah. role, to reprise her role as, like, the mother. Uh, but... Kind of like a flatliner situation. <laughs> exactly. <if you will. laughs> yeah. Um, We're flatlining. <laughs> uh, but they chose not to. And Jodie Foster declined largely because she didn't want her involvement in the film to kind of take away from the merit of the film. Instead of it just being like, oh, look at what they're doing. Uh, they wanted the movie to be able to kind of be its own thing. So uh, I, I, I'm glad that we were able to get um, Jamie Lee Curtis in here because she was a gift. Yeah. 
She's really fantastic. In fact, she was so good, she got nominated in 2004 for a Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy. What? Yeah. That's, that's a very specific category, but still. <laughs> yeah. She, she went against... So this is... Let me just read who was in this group in this year. And you try to see if this movie is maybe different from some of the other movies. Uh, she was up against Scarlett Johansson for Lost in Translation, Helen Mirren for Calendar Girls, Diane Lane for Under the Tuscan Sun, and Diane Keaton for Something's Gotta Give. Wow. Yeah, what a, what a category. Diane Keaton won for Something's Gotta Give. But still, that, the fact that Freaky Friday is like in that same conversation is just insane. Yeah. What's really strange is when you look at best performance by an actor in a motion picture in a musical or a comedy, so this is the male counterparts, it gets even more bizarre. <laughs> because Lost in Translation is still represented with Bill Murray. Something's Gotta Give is still represented with Jack Nicholson. But then you get Billy Bob Thornton for Bad Santa, Johnny <laughs> Depp for Pirates of the Caribbean, and Jack Black for School of Rock. Yes. Very different feel from <laughs> the actress counterpart. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. So just so you know, for the month of August, the other movies that were being released and a new segment that I'm just not introducing called What Else Came Out That Year? <laughs> I like it. The branding's solid. Um, so, uh, Geely... Uh, came oh. out in 2003, as well oh, as School giggly. of Rock, SWAT, which came out the same weekend as uh, Freaky Friday, American Wedding, Freddy vs. Jason, and, of course, the highly anticipated, a very Brady sequel. Whoa. Those are all very different as well. Yeah, and all in the month of August. So uh, that's been a segment of <laughs> what came out that year. Uh, Freaky Friday has since uh, been made into a musical um, as of 2017. So there is a Freaky Whoa. Friday new musical um, that is in its work in the works to like hit you know the Broadway stage. Last little fun fact I have: this movie is also the debut of Lindsay Lohan's first kiss. Oh. With uh, with 2003 20-year-old heartthrob Chad Michael Murray. They do allude to him being an older guy, but they know, I don't think they ever actually say his age. Yeah. She's like, he's too old for you because he's 20. I think that was a deleted yeah. scene. But yeah, Chad Michael Murray had a great time in the early 2000s. He was Austin in a Cinderella story. Uh, he was in One Tree Hill as Lucas Scott. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah, he had a good time. Um, another interesting thing is that uh, Lindsay Lohan spent a year uh, studying the guitar to actually, like, play the guitar. Uh, and I just thought that was interesting because I couldn't tell, like, the acting was so good. I couldn't tell, like, it, who was playing what and when. I was wow. like, oh, wow. Like, is she really playing guitar? Or And the answer is yes. Her and Jamie Lee Curtis were really playing the guitar. They were both shredding it. They're a regular Daniel Day Lohan. 
method guitar play. <laughs> All right, now we're gonna go ahead and get into our reaction. So, uh, Grayson, when was the first time that you watched uh, the 2003 Freaky Friday? Oh, I saw this in theaters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it since then, though. I don't know if I actually rewatched it, but I was getting a lot of it confused with Parent Trap because it is a Disney remake with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I definitely did not understand this movie the first time I saw it. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I mean, I understand the premise. I had also seen the original Freaky Friday before I saw this, um, just because I used to watch a lot of movies from the 60s and 70s in the 90s. Yeah, because you had that old-timey video rental store that you used to go to. That's right. They, uh, yeah. It was actually called Cox Video. <laughs> C-O-X. Oh, really? That's, that's not important. a bit? You, no, that's really what it was. That's, <laughs> no. It, they had, like, older movies and stuff. It was across the street from a blockbuster and it went out of business. So then the blockbuster went out of business. So it's kind of like, you know, who won? The answer is Netflix. So we, yeah, we, we used to watch those kinds of movies all, all the time. And like the original Parent Trap, the original Freaky Friday, um, all of them. So it was cool to get to watch this and kind of took me back. I appreciated the relationships a lot more in this one, though. Oh, um, yeah. And it was cool to, to to see that. I wonder what I would glean from watching the original Freaky Friday now. Uh, because if I saw that before I saw this in theaters, and I'm getting a lot more out of this now, I'm sure I would get even more out of the original. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and what I saw from the original after I watched this one, it was really interesting because, like, I, I track this on the 2003 version. It takes them about 20 minutes to get into like the body switching thing. Um, yeah. And then in the original, which I, this was coincidental, took place on Friday the 13th. Like the little radio says like, oh, it's Friday the 13th. They just so happen, like within like the first 10 minutes, they just kind of go into, they both just separately end up saying the exact same thing. And then their bodies switch for no explainable reason it just happens yeah just happens and most of the time when you say the same thing you owe somebody a coke yep. and this time they owed them their lives souls no yours yours was I bodies get, yeah hopes and dreams <laughs> oh. all of the above uh yeah i saw this i want to say i saw it in theaters um if not uh i definitely watched it i i i it was on disney channel or something i can't pinpoint where i originally saw it all i remember is owning that soundtrack and loving it uh, the freaky friday soundtrack was one of my favorite soundtracks it features my favorite cover of baby one more time by bowling for soup um also another disney tie-in they do the theme song to phineas and ferb um and they also have Simple Plan doing Happy Together. Um, what I, The version of What I Like About You, which was just littered all throughout the early 2000s. Um, and it was just one of my favorite. And Lindsay Lohan with her debut track, Ultimate. Uh, and I loved it. I just, I just love that soundtrack. I listened to it a lot. Uh, and I had a big old crush on Lindsay Lohan. So... Sure. It was it was so weird looking back because I remember because in two thousand two, I want to say like Lindsay Lohan 
uh, at the time, she's like she she's actually like a teenager. So I'm just like, oh wow, I totally have a chance with her. Uh, I used to do this thing where I used to like legitimize my crushes um, by like the chances of like us actually meeting. I'm just like, oh well, Lindsay Lohan, uh, like she and I and I also didn't understand the difference between like character acting and like human beings. And so I was like, oh wow. She's an outcast just like me. We would have so much to talk about. And I'd probably be really supportive of her band. Uh, and then I realized, like, later on, like as I was rewatching this, I'm like, oh, I thought this was just Lindsay Lohan playing her life on screen. <laughs> I assume you want me to cut all that out. No, no. <laughs> yeah, there... There are really two Lohans. There's Lindsay Lohan, which had her own issues. And then there's Disney Lohan, <laughs> which is very different. And uh, she's yeah. the one who um, had an English accent and um, <laughs> went to the other camp. Uh, I, I think I picked up on way more themes uh, this time around because uh, just like the, the dynamic between like the parents and their relationship... And I just saw the gift that was uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in playing this role. Like, I believed, like, Jamie Lee Curtis was, like, a teenager. Like, throughout this entire, like, from the second the body switching happened, I was like, yep, I'm on board. Like, I believe all of this. Uh, And then the little, just, it's such a heartfelt movie. I wasn't expecting all of the emotions. Like, there are several times where I'm like, oh, no, this is. This is beautiful. This is a beautiful film. Yeah, that toast at the end. I'll say it. Ooh. I cried tears. Cried my tears, face. man. I went into this movie kind of arms folded. Yep. And I left this movie unfolding those arms for a hug. Yep. It's okay. I'll cut all that out. No, I hugged my TV too, Grace, and it's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I think the main thing I didn't notice was the magic cookie fortune thing okay <laughs> let's talk about that yeah let's do please lead the way she refers she refers to the central plot device of body switching as strange chinese voodoo definitely didn't phase me in the early 2000s but i hear how it sounds now yeah yeah uh and then I also, when I watched uh, the first half of the uh, Freaky Friday, when it just happens, it just happens for, like, no good reason. I'm like, oh, so it's not like they were paying homage to, like, the original script. It just happens. Okay, so you wrote this in, (laughs) which you didn't have to. They wanted to explain it. I, yeah. They wanted to explain it. Yeah. Like, but why is this happening? It's just like, oh, she just she just knew that this is what needed to happen for them. It's like, yeah, that was uh that was unfortunate. Oh, unfortunate. Oh! <laughs> Alright, now we're gonna dive into some headcanon. Headcanon. <laughs> headcanon is the part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. So my main headcanon is that um, Mark Hammond, who uh, played uh, Daddy Friday, um, their, their last names were Friday, right? Right. They're the Freaky Fridays. <laughs> uh, I think he is billed as Ryan. 
Um, so Ryan's character, um, they get married. You know, he he marries Jamie Lee Curtis's character, um, and then he ends up becoming Agent Leroy Jethro Gibbs, aka the leader of NCIS. And um, and there is precedence for this headcanon because not only do they show up together in Freaky Friday, but also in NCIS. Jamie oh, Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis. She plays Doctor Samantha Ryan. Ryan. She took his first name as her last name. Classic Jamie Lee. Headcanon. Nice, nice. I can't really like add on to that because NCIS is on CBS and I can't stream it. <laughs> um, for my headcanon, I uh, thought it was really interesting how. Jamie Lee Curtis's character was a psychologist, and so I think there's a lot of space to play there. There was also a lot of grief happening on the part of the family, uh, specifically Lindsay Lohan's character with the loss of her father. So I could see this whole movie being a in-the-head-of-telling of this is a session between Jamie Lee Curtis as a psychologist and Lindsay Lohan as a patient where Lindsay Lohan is reconciling the death of her father. Um, Especially if she didn't have a strong relationship with the rest of her family, she might implant other people that she knows, like the psychologist herself, into a guiding figure like the mother. Um, They even say at one point, like, oh, no, this is an exercise that we're doing. Uh, It was her idea. Like, we're role-playing, which is something you would do in a therapy session. So... Um, the idea that this is something that is being imagined by Lindsay Lohan uh, trying to step into the the shoes of someone else to actually come to a, a cathartic space um, in her grief over the death of her dad. That's solid. Yeah, in the original uh, 1976 version, that's kind of something that they played on when she first switched. Because when the mother was in Annabelle's body, she said, I am my mother. And they're like, huh, that's a fun game. Let's play that game. We're our mothers. Uh, and everyone just kind of like hopped on with the idea. Uh, but yeah, that's really cool. Uh, so I want to say that this exists in the same universe as um, Nine Lives. Um, oh, uh, Kevin Spacey? Yep. Like basically anytime there's a body switching um, or dog human body spirit switching thing. Wait, in those movies, are the humans and dwelt with with animal personalities like are they humans that bark um there is it's the idea that they all exist in the same universe so like freaky friday the shaggy dog uh liar liar even uh just a a universe where a lot of um magical type happenstances happen um big could be like that big too. too yeah absolutely what if big was combined with the idea of Benjamin Button, where he wakes up an old man, but he can't just, like, transfer back overnight. He has to, like, age down to the age he was. And then he ages back up. Oh, my gosh, that sounds horrible. And he lives lives for thousands of years in this cycle until he's the last person just sitting on the the shore (laughs) watching the waves as the moon cracks in the sky. This went from very whimsical to very dark so quickly. Uh, uh, Cloud Atlas. All right. right. (laughs) Headcanon. 
Ah, okay, now we're going to go into a segment known as Recast and Remake. Uh, if this Ooh. movie were to be remade today, uh, who would you cast and what would the storyline be? I, I'm going to say it first. Mm-hmm. Anna Faris Ooh. and Emma Stone. Oh, that's good. That's really good. I like that. I was thinking Amy Poehler and season one Haley from Modern <laughs> Family. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Yep, yep. And then for the grandfather, I would love to see Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. So they were teasing towards a sequel, and I think that that would be fantastic. I just kept on exploring, like, who who would I love two characters to, like, to play, like, an older and younger version of each other? Um, and I just started going down the line, and I really feel like Tracy Ellis Ross would be amazing. Um, she's the mom in Blackish, and I wish that yeah. she would trade places um with her daughter her oldest daughter in the show i'm trying to remember her name off the top of my head i'm just gonna guess uh yara shahidi got on first try yep that's great uh i think that it would be fun for them to switch places because like that dynamic is so great because you just have the generational gap uh mm. and it can like basically if they just made a freaky friday every like seven years like mm-hmm. it would never get old for me just like just make it a legacy just like Freaky Friday, 2049. <laughs> I got some questions for you. <laughs> I would like to see a version of the Freaky Friday scenario with a family that has immigrated and become part of American culture. Because I think yes. it'd be really difficult to do it in a way that doesn't feel disrespectful to it, because that's not the intent. The intent is that you show how difficult it can be and like the motivations behind wanting to uh like have a better life in a new country um versus like a child who was born here but has parents that were born somewhere else i think there's so much interesting relational uh like dynamics that they could explore there oh yeah that'd be great i think that that could be a really great series where it's just like Mm -hmm. a netflix original or hulu hulu holla at your boy uh, at Flashback Flicks, um, and if it was just like it was just called the series was just called Freaky Friday. In each episode, um, two different people kind of take a look in someone else's life just for just the day, uh, and then ultimately they do revert back after they kind of like have learned the lesson or like whatever um, their perspective is, um, and it just kind of happens all around. It's just like this really weird thing that happens, just like. Every other Friday or whatever. I think that that could be a really fun, yeah. sweet, sweet series. I think those are great ideas. I think a terrible idea <laughs> would be to make this a reality show where you take you take two family members and, like, the dad has to go to school and the son has to run this company. <laughs> All right, now we're going to go into our final segment, which is the segment where we like to give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend the 2003 Freaky Friday remake. It is deceptively emotional. Like I said, I went in expecting just to already have this thing on lock, knowing what I was getting into. By the end of it, I felt for these characters. It touches on some themes of like families blending together. Um, really, on a, even if that's not something that relates to you and your situation, themes of just understanding other people. So that's that's at the heart of it what it is, selfless love. And I think that's a message that is uh, worth preaching, especially uh, in chaos that can be going on in anybody's world, both 
physical and emotional, um, the thing that bonds them together is selfless love. And this, this has it and touches on it in a very real way. Like this is a movie where you're able to empathize with their desire to understand each other. Uh, and at the end of the day, they, they're able to do that. And the goal would be that when you watch this, you recognize that it doesn't take a Freaky Friday type event for you to understand the perspective of someone else in your life. All that is to say, it's got a more emotional impact than you may give it credit for going into it. So for that reason alone, it's worth a watch. And Lindsay Lohan's great. Jamie Lee Curtis is this movie. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis really brings it. And um, I mean, she got recognized for it too. Like Golden Globe nominated Jamie Lee Curtis for Freaky Friday should tell you something that it's more than just uh, a silly movie that can be written off. So worth checking out. Absolutely. Yeah. If you've ever wondered what like Jamie Lee Curtis, like going on a date with Chad Michael Murray would ever look like. If you've just ever thought that, um, this movie shows you um, in a not weird way. And it's acting. Um, uh, yeah, I think this movie is so worth a rewatch um, or a watch if you've never seen it because it's such a, like you said, deceptively heartfelt movie. Uh, very emotional, very family uh, centered and mm-hmm. it shows that just like sometimes in order to really understand someone all you need to do is just wear their pants I was going to say hmm? uh, order Chinese food um, oh, and have a conversation but yeah no that too <laughs> but yeah it's it's such a heartfelt movie and I think I think it's it really gives you like just the message of just like just see someone else's point of view. Just like take the mm-hmm. time to like consider other people. I think John Green put it best when he said like to imagine others complexly. Um and this movie kind of shows that in a really fun, uh funny and just heartfelt way. Cause it it, it made us cry. Uh so if if you if you also want a good cry, <laughs> watch it. Yeah, those tears snuck up on me like Mrs. Voorhees in Friday the 13th. I was not expecting it. (laughs) All right, so that is our review of the 2003 remake of Freaky Friday. Let us know what your favorite memories of watching this version of Freaky Friday is on Twitter. We are at Flashback Flicks. We love hearing from you guys over there. And also... Uh, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you had a good time, uh, leave us a review. Uh, rate us five stars if that is your choosing. Just on the scale of one to five days of the week, what would you rate this? A Friday or a Monday? Or on a scale of one to five fortune cookies. Mm. One fortune cookie is pretty good. Five fortune cookies is excessive in your toying with forces you don't understand. Use Ricky scale. <laughs> and be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Rewind.